Hello my wonderful people, welcome to my channel. We are doing the Navamsha case studies, yes? <clears throat> and now we have come to the wife's Navamsha chart and how her husband sees the marriage. The same marriage with the previous guy in the previous video. And let's examine this and before that a personal note. In this new energy stamp on this planet which is there right now and it is continuing to play, it will continue to play for decades to come, centuries to come and so on. What is the value of this technology, the Vedic technology in understanding Namamsha, in understanding intimate relationships, in understanding the subconscious drives, that's all the planets show really, it's the subconscious drives which comes through the filter of the past lives, the karma and what you must do accomplish in this life. So it both the past and the future, not just a singular aspect by the way because karma is getting cleaned up, it's getting changed on the planet. So it's obviously futuristic. It's obviously where you're going, not just where you came from. And that's changing so quickly that this kind of technologies will be immensely useful and used. Just watch my words. It will be used for precisely that kind of analysis in understanding relationships, intimate relationships, partnerships, marriage, and so on. This old, broken down, outdated, dusted ideas of wows like V-O-W wow has to go to W-O-W wow like wow kind of partnership okay like look at that partnership it is good this outmoded ideas of contracts and signing something and I did this for you and you did that for me and all this transactional view of human relationships is gone it's gone forever you'll see a lot of changes in every country about this so let's see without any further ado this wonderful lady's chart, her Navamsha chart and now we are taking the spouse's analysis of what he perceives the marriage as which is very different from how the wife saw the husband by the way. Just have a look and you can compare this video part 5 I think or part 4 this one with the previous one on this and then put the two side by side a challenge you put the two side by side and see how different the husband sees the wife and the wife sees the husband. Just do that one analysis and we'll go to do more case studies. I just had an intuition that we should do more case studies. The more case studies, the more refinement of knowledge. Okay, it becomes more and more, more and more refined as you participate and as you understand the nuances, the finer nuances, not just of planets, aspects, houses, yada, yada, all, not all, just the technical stuff. But it should give you the human element. That's where I come from at least. Okay, so let's see the wife's Navamsha chart. So here we go. First, the first house. Again, just to recap, the first house is the seventh house in the case of her chart. Now she is an Aries ascendant, as you can see, with all these planets: Saturn in the first house, Moon in the twelfth house, uh, Venus in the second house, and so on. Right? This is her Navamsha chart, and now we are going to look at it from Mr. Husband's point of view, which is seventh house. So if for an Aries ascendant, seventh becomes a Libra. So right off the bat, you should be able to tell that the husband is of a Libran type of mentality, very Venus-like driven quality. And I know this husband personally, by the way. So it has got a very Venus-like quality, right? Libra, Libra ascendant. So all about passion. Libra is an air sign, a male sign, very masculine. It is ruled by Venus. So Venus becomes the dominant dispositor of 
how it looks at all the houses. So what is the first house? Desire of the spouse from marriage, individuality, unique qualities of the spouse, spouse personality traits, strengths, weaknesses, etc. We are talking about him as a personality. So looking at this, the dispositor of this house, since there are no planets here in this first house of spouse, seventh house of her Navamsha chart, the dispositor is Venus, which is placed in second house in her chart, in her Navamsha chart. So that's the first order of business. See the dispositor where it's placed. Also see if there are some other planets aspecting or points aspecting. In this case, Rahu from the fifth house is looking directly in one of the aspects at this seventh house. So I've summarized here. So what is the quality this husband has, this fellow? Okay, this gentleman. Sometimes he can be a rogue, but he's a very nice guy. Libran, he's a Libran with strong Taurus in the 8th, looking at it from his point of view, that second of hers becomes 8th of his, right? Okay, so a strongly grounded Venus in the husband as a personality. Venus in Taurus is exalted, obviously it's its own sign. And he's a Libran, so he's looking, looking at Venus also, both apply. So a strongly grounded Venus is there for him. Husband as a personality, which translates to what for us? Stability, practicality, keen eye on joint assets after marriage. Why? It's looking at the 8th house. For him, Venus is sitting in the 8th house. What is my wife and I having property in common? Do my in-laws have some property? Can I gain some property out of it? There's a keen eye on it. Desires real estate. Why? Because Venus is in Taurus, which is very earthly, which is very grounded. He wants in terms of land and by the way he just bought a land a huge piece of land near his native place attracted strongly to physical luxury taurus is very materialistic very physically sensual libra is very sensual in the air in the mind it's got abstract sense of sensuality whereas taurus has got a grounded sense of sensuality these are difference in sensuality between taurus and libra and Navamsha being ruled by Venus, it's very important to look at the houses of Venus, which is Taurus and Libra. Now, in this case, as you can see, it's very dominant, right? Attracted strongly to physical luxury, sensuality and sexuality a priority. Why am I calling sexuality a priority? Because Rahu is in the fifth house, from looking at it from his perspective. Now, if it is sitting in the fifth house of romance, love and desires and creative intelligence, Rahu is going to amplify that and bring it to the ascendant. In his case, seventh house of this lady's Navamsha chart, right? So it brings about a very strong inclination towards sexual desires, wanting to have love, wanting to have romance. Rahu, when it looks at fifth, it becomes highly romantic. It wants that romantic candlelight dinners, take spouse out for this. He wants all this stuff. Okay, he's into romance. Now Attracted strongly to sexuality and sensuality as well. Now there's a difference between sensuality and sexuality in the sense sensuality is also more about fine things of life. It's about art, it's about crafts, it's about music, it's about dance, drama, all kinds of things. And being in Taurus, it will crave all this also, remember. But in this case, because Rahu and Venus both combine, he requires all of this to feel fulfilled as a person. That's what he's looking for in the marriage also. Rahu in the fifth makes him desire romance with the partner. Interest in speculative gains. Fifth house matter is speculative gains. Oh my God, this guy is into stock market and all that. Sexual affairs with foreign women. Why it's in fifth house looking at the ascendant. 
Okay, that can be an element of that. Uh, secretive about his money. Why? Because uh, Venus is sitting in the eighth house. It can be secretive. Eighth house is secretive. I don't want to tell how much money I have in the bank balance. That kind of secretive. Secretive about his money with spouse. Secretive about his wealth. How much he has. Secretive about his bank balance. Mind occupied with the concerns of financial security a lot. Again, think of the dispositor of the ascendant, which in this case is Libra, which is sitting in Taurus in the eighth house. Always his mind is working towards, oh, am I going to lose money from stock market? Am I going to gain money from stock market or from property and so on? That's always on the back of his mind. He may also use Venus to charm and seduce the opposite sex. Very, very significant. I've seen it with this guy also. He's very charming with women. Women get charmed by him like that because Venus is in Taurus. They are charmers. It's like snake charmer, right? It's like Krishna. They are charmers of women. They know how to talk them into anything, into going out with them, having a dinner with them, you know, anything. They can do that much faster if Venus is in Taurus, right? And it is looking at the 8th house. So the desire is more towards getting into bed with them rather than anything else. Okay. So that's the first house. Now let's see the second house which will be Scorpio. So looking at the second house. What have you got in the second house? It's ruled by Scorpio sign. Okay. So first we'll see the dispositor is placed in the 10th house of this gentleman. And it is combined with Jupiter. And Venus also from his 8th house looks at his 2nd house. Okay, follow me here. So 8th house, house of Navamsha, but basically 2nd house stands for financial stability. Finances earned by spouse. What is this guy earning? And how is he doing well in his career, in his spouse, in, in his work, sorry. Elder siblings of the spouse, siblings-in-law also. Family and inheritance potential because it's 2nd and 8th axis, right, for him. So what does it provide? I have just summarized here. He has a steady growth in career throughout life. Mars and Jupiter looking from the 10th. Mars is looking combined with Jupiter in the 10th, right? Dispositor of this Scorpio is in 10th. Jupiter is looking from one aspect of the 10th towards the second house. All of this suggests a technical and engineering career path. He is an engineer. Probably consulting. He is an engineering consultancy. Desires to align with belief systems of the spouse. This is his desire. He wants to align with the spouse's family. He is very secretive about earned wealth. Like I said, because Scorpio is there. right? Family secrets. He decide, decides to keep it for himself. He does not share it with anybody else. Well, very few. Family secrets with the spouse. That's what in his second house. Now let's move to the third house. So in his third house, we have what? We have the sign of Sagittarius. So the dispositor is in this case in the in his 10th house, which is fourth for the lady. And again, it's conjoined with Mars, Jupiter plus Mars, both are fiery planets. So it provides a lot of expansion, a lot of energy, a lot of drive in terms of career, a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom can be very successful in career, right? Because it's in his 10th house. A teaching consultancy kind of career but now we are talking about marriage also which is in the third house third house is the house of skills look at the white box over there skills what does he share as 
hobbies with the spouse what kind of short journeys the couple will take as a couple all these things it stands for i have just summarized now how it will play out for this guy when he gets married to this lady you know very specific about that this will play out for this gentleman whoever gets married to this lady if he changes decides to change partners later on get divorced or find another partner this will change this lady however will find similar themes the guy will move on to other stuff remember that always nothing is fixed fixed or etched in stone here the communications with the spouse's family is good because jupiter looks at it that white arrow over here i'm showing right communication is good he will be admired for his professional success by the spouse's family a lot of interest in learning new knowledge esoteric and spiritual kind i have also seen this keen interest through life has a lot of skills but is detached from it because ketu from the 11th house looks at the third house ketu provides detachment it's a moksha karaka so it although he has all of them this is the funny thing about ketu wherever it falls it, the person has a lot of those talents but it, it detaches the person from that they take that for granted as i have spoken in rahu ketu series you can look that up so a lot of skills in is but takes them for granted is detached from them he is assertive with knowledge and wisdom how combined with mars right <clears throat> i'm saying this is right this is right and you don't know what you're talking about that kind of assertiveness he has that but not aggressive with spouse he is not aggressive with the spouse because jupiter does not allow that jupiter is tempers that fire of mars and makes it little more tuned in with wisdom like why are you doing this stuff why don't you try doing this stuff that kind of a thing although there is a background aggressiveness mars is passive aggressive in this case we'll see in the further slides because it's sitting in cancer so it becomes passive aggressive mars okay lots of interest in adventure sports of all kind this guy goes for all kinds of things which i said skydiving go karting all this and why because the ketu is there ketu wants all this liberalistic stuff modern stuff he loves that stuff right so in terms of hobbies in terms of third house he will go himself and fulfill himself in all of these things okay let's get to the fourth house so from the fourth house now fourth house looking at it from the spouse's perspective and concerning marriage aspects what is what does it mean what am i looking for here it's the peace within the marriage are you peaceful in, at home with your partner or is always some strife or some quarrel or some argument going on that's the peace of marriage people look first that for peace okay fourth house from the spouse spouse's perspective or fourth house from her perspective both mean different things in this case like you see fourth house from her perspective is mars and jupiter so she deals with it pretty aggressively whereas he is in a different space right so from his perspective what does the spouse provide to him in terms of peace within the marriage go through all these aspects in the white box but i'm just get to the summary part of it so you can move on yeah he feels the spouse is uncommunicative and restrictive at home why because the dispositor is saturn saturn automatically makes things restricted okay and saturn looking at it from his perspective we'll come to that when you come to the 7th house is sitting in the ascendant 
So she's very Saturnian in nature, strict, hard, disciplined, melancholic, cynical, that kind of approach. That is Saturn, right? Uncommunicative, speaks very less. And fourth house aspects is ruled by Saturn. So she, and which is sitting in the ascendant, so she is uncommunicative, restrictive at home, feels no peace within the home, tries to make it up with passion from Mars. He tries to make it up. Okay? Even she tries to make it up with passion. Look, you can't substitute one emotion for the other. We are not freaking AI or robots here. We are human beings. You can't take one emotion and substitute it with something else and call it a day. Oh, now I have done my job. People are like this. Imagine that. Grown-ups are like this. This immature. You can't substitute passion with love. You can't substitute emotional bonding with going on holidays and saying, I will get emotional bonding in some fancy place. It doesn't work that way. It's so evident in stuff like this, right? She tries to make it up with passion of Mars because Mars is looking at the same house along with Jupiter. Preaching and teaching, Jupiter. She tries to make it up with a lot of preaching and teaching. Oh no, we are not doing this because of such and so. Because this is not wise to do this or this is more better to do this or this is spending less money or something like that. Lots of preaching and teaching and passion to make up for the restriction that she herself imposes as felt by him. It is melancholic about and it is downward energy on all attempts coming from the husband. Mind you, we are looking from the husband's perspective only in this one. The wife's one we covered it already. Towards all attempts coming from the husband to make things passionate, wise and expansive. Jupiter wants expansion. He is looking from his 10th thing towards the same house and saying, let's go out, let's do something wild. Remember the Rahu in the 11th house looking at the 5th. He wants to have a wild, nice time. He is unafraid to do that. Whereas this Saturn from the ascendant said, no, no, let's not do that. I am not interested in this. I have no mood or I have a headache. Right? The standard excuse. Now let's see the fifth house. Okay, when we see the fifth house, what is there in here? The dispositors is once again Saturn. But now Rahu is sitting here. Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and Rahu both at the same time. So Rahu is in his own home. He is the king now. But the ascendant is sitting. Saturn is sitting in the ascendant of the spouse. Meaning very Saturnian. Okay. But we are talking about this gentleman. So what does this gentleman have, which is looking towards the house of love, romance, creativity, creative intelligence, fifth house. This is fifth house for him, eleventh house for the spouse. So for him, this is the fifth house. Mercury looks from the eleventh house, sun looks from the eleventh house. So what does this provide us? We can look up this box of the standard aspects which I covered in the very first video of the series. Very romantic, very sensual, highly desirous of communicating as a means of connecting with the spouse. When Mercury looks from here towards Rahu, which is sitting in the house of love romance, in his own house where he excels, maverick kind of mentality, he has all kinds of wild ideas of candlelight dinners, romance, dance, drama, you name it. He wants it all. Okay, Rahu wants it all. So it does very well here. In this guy's case, and the guy is highly romantic for all you women if you want to know. This chart is excellent for romance because he is very romantic, highly sensual, highly desirous of, of communicating. How many women crave for communication, good communication? My spouse does not communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is a serious communicator. He loves to talk with the spouse. 
but the problem is the sun sitting along with it so it's a very alpha male kind of like i call the last word in this argument or in this debate wants to have the last word sometimes doesn't work the equality gets lost isn't content unless he's got the last word any discussion in any discussion he wants the last word creative intelligence is good because mercury is looking at rahu highly creative desires to pursue hobbies and creativity with spouse good very nice right but feels spouse is restrictive about it saturn the ruler of that fifth house is also saturn which is sitting in the ascendant he always feels that restrictive energy coming from saturn no let's not no let's not go here no let's not do this that kind will have unconventional maverick type children this is something to note see librans because 11th sign of aquarius is in the house of children libran ascendants everywhere invariably tend to have unusual children children with some like autism or children with some add adhd kind of children with some unusual qualities you know they may be aquarius ascendant also so they have unusual maverick type children if it's libran ascendant So, because Aquarius is sitting in the house of children, they will have unusual maverick type children, brilliant, unconventional, forward, progressive type. Because Rahu is there, and Rahu is in his house of children, so they make a very unconventional upbringing of children. Okay, let's see the sixth house now. Now let's see the sixth house, the house of quarrels within a marriage, fights, arguments. Right? You, me, you, me. Okay. When it comes to marriage, sixth house represents that, and also maybe relationship to work, how it affects work. That's also important because people carry their garbage at home into the workplace. We know this, right? <clears throat> a boss who's emotionally upset has a fight with a wife and comes and takes it out on subordinates. Duh, normal day at work, right? So this arrangement, what is happening in his sixth house? The dispositor of the tenth house is sitting moon. is sitting in the 6th house of his emotional enemies you might say okay he gets emotional with enemies also jupiter looks at that same house so what is what does this combo give us right it's a combo always it's not one thing or the other right the dispositor of the house jupiter is sitting in the house of career and the dispositor of the career house is sitting in the house of quarrels fights so what is this lead to what is this guy like her husband emotional approach to resolving conflicts or difference of opinion with the spouse any domestic quarrel or fights with the spouse affects his work it's two way okay because both are connected to the 10th house for him it's fourth house for her but it's 10th house for him and what does this lead to right it affects his work and functioning professionally disputes differences at work are taken seriously at an emotional level now this is just pertaining to him only why because there is moon in his sixth house he takes it very emotionally everything any differences like why did that person say such and such a thing to me taking it emotionally rather than rationally disagreements at work place become an emotional baggage for him will have a consulting advisory role in career why because jupiter is in the 10th house along with mars 
become wise and knowledgeable, will be well respected for his knowledge at work by his peers and will find good mentors and advisors at work who will guide him properly. Why am I talking about that? Because sixth house is also the house of daily work. Okay. Now let's get to the interesting part. The seventh house, how he sees her. Now the first house, as we saw before, it has to do with the ascendant. So this is her head and what's in her head according to him in her chart it's a Saturn so she's very Saturnian in nature and this person obviously Mr. Husband sees the wife is very Saturnian and also the dispositor of the first house which in her case is Aries ascendant is sitting in the 10th house as I have marked it there also another aspect that is relevant is Ketu looking at the first house from his perspective he is looking at Ketu and at the first house, Ketu is sitting for him in the 11th house from his perspective and looking at the ascendant. What does this give us? Husband sees wife as very Saturnian, strict, restrictive, cynical, harsh, melancholic, lacking in joy of life and living. Deep breaths with that. Sees wife as someone who is more focused on her career and professional success rather than paying attention to attention to him or marriage or kids right husband sees wife as someone who is very less social circle and friends she might have very restricted social circle and friends perhaps as a cause for her melancholy and sad view of life maybe he sees this as a reason we don't know husband sees marriage as fun excitement lots of possibilities for enjoyment through bond and sensuality and sexuality while the spouse sees it as duty, burden, something I have to get through, I have to get through this marriage, you know, rather than be enjoyed as a journey. The Bhavad Bhavam aspect, remember I talked about Bhavad Bhavam in the first beginning series of this. Principles are laid out in the first three videos. You can go and revisit them. Bhavad Bhavam is seventh from the seventh place is the first house, right? So there is a karmic relationship here and we are examining that. What is that? The Bhavad Bhavam aspect shows that wife may be a servant of the husband from previous life, probably treated unfairly. And now this lifetime they are here to solve that. You put so many restrictions on me last time when I was your servant. Do this. You have not cleaned this pot properly. Do, do this. You haven't done this job properly. You don't come on time. You know how we treat our maids and servants, especially in India. Well, they will come back as your spouse next time and take your backside. Just be careful how you treat your friends because, sorry, your servants, your maids, people who work for you, the workforce, because Saturn is there. Saturn is watching how what you're doing very carefully. Now, what happens in Mr. Husband's eighth house, which is second house for her? Now, Venus is sitting and Venus is sitting in its own house. This positive is sitting in the same house, so it's, in, it's exalted, obviously, right? And looking at it from his perspective, it's in the eighth house. So what does this give us? Eighth house is change and transformation. So potential for transformations in marriage for marital bond may come about. May be brought upon by financial ups and downs, physical intimacy issues, affairs, separation with the spouse, etc. Depending on, and this is important to understand, depending upon transit planets and Mahadasha of each partner. So that becomes a very detailed examination. So don't take this as the ultimate conclusion just based on Namamsha you have to see a lot of other factors yes 
you have to see the Mahadasha playing out and you have to see the Antardasha or the transits and everything else playing out also in each of the charts if you want to really go that deep yeah now let's see the ninth house aspects now in the ninth house what's happening first of all it is a sign of Gemini for him looking at the ninth house is Gemini okay and that is being aspected by Mr. Rahu from the fifth house, from his fifth house, which we just covered. What's his fifth house Rahu doing there? Yes. And the dispositor of the ninth house Mercury for him is sitting in the eleventh house, third place from itself. So what does this give us? Third house is for younger siblings or spouse, siblings-in-law, efforts after marriage. What is the initiative they take? Are they proactive or reactive? Spouses luck after marriage, religion after marriage. Some people change religion after marriage, right? Philosophical compatibility, worldview. What is a worldview shared by husband and wife? Sometimes it can be very different, right? So in this arrangement, what does it provide this gentleman? What does he see it as? He sees it as good luck from marriage, right? Because Rahu is looking at it, right? And it may cause good savings also because it is sitting in the fifth house of speculative gains so this person may make good gains so that brings good luck some good luck is there obsession with speculative gains oh my goodness i've seen this guy with obsession of stock market may cause losses unnecessarily too much of over expectation about gaining something from bitcoin or all these cyber currencies or you know stock market too much of speculative thing or they always tend to overstretch a little bit, isn't it? They tend to over-amplify what can be got. There's so many these days like that. But they can also make sudden gains depending upon transits. Eccentric ideas of spirituality. Why this Rahu guy sitting in the fifth house is looking at the ninth house. So ninth house is also the house of philosophy and wisdom. But this guy has all eccentric ideas about it. You know, wanting like maverick type, wanting suddenly to go on retreats. And thinking everything, I have got everything in my head. I have sorted out the God in my head. Weird ideas, right? Wanting to debate and counter argue everything related to the topic. Rahu wants to argue everything. No, 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 I am right. No, no, what about this? No, no, what about that? Have you seen God? Or have you done this? What has it got you? This argumentative people in spirituality that comes from Rahu in the fifth house. Or in the ninth house even. Headless philosophical inclination. Why do I say headless? Because it is not grounded. It is just an obsession. Rahu is just obsessed about this. It is not having any grounding there. Okay. Confused. It leads to confusion because even the dispositor of where Rahu is sitting, Saturn is sitting in the spouse's spouse. What she says counters his argument and he ends up being confused. More confused than before. Wants it but goes about it in a headless, childish ways. They want to understand philosophy, but if you are being childish, if you are throwing tantrums, you are not going to get any philosophy anywhere. Okay? May worry wife about this aspect. This aspect of him is a huge concern to the wife because wife has got Saturn. She is very grounded in that aspect. She says, "What are you talking? What are you doing? You don't know what you are doing." So she may be worried about this aspect and she controls it with a Saturnian whip. I call it whip of Saturn because Saturn tends to straighten out all these kind of weird, funny ideas that people have about anything. 
really right now let's go to his house of career and see what goes on in there so let's see what goes on in the 10th house for him jupiter and mars combination now jupiter is exalted in cancer so jupiter is in a very good position mars becomes passive aggressive because it's in cancer it's debilitated right and they are looking at the house the dispositor of the 10th house is sitting in the 6th house so there will be challenges there will be constant enemies at work so what does it provide him in a career life and in terms of view of marriage itself he becomes passive aggressive at work he has challenges at work he has enemies at work he becomes an advisory role like a consulting career which he has he has enemies at work who provoke him emotionally which he must learn to overcome or control he has expertise is he has expertise and respect of peers and can be carried away by passive aggressive behavior towards perceived enemies at work that's the key word perceived enemies they're not his enemies when i try telling him anything they are not your enemies why are you getting obsessed about this always having suspicion about that and he carries the same kind of energy with in laws as well he's always suspicious about them they're trying to get to me kind of okay so that's what's going on because of the planets and aspects to the 10th house now see is 11th house house of gains gains of the marriage so in his 11th house the house of gains we have the combination this over here okay which is mercury sun and ketu very funny combination right one gives detachment one wants fame one is very talkative so highly differentiating kind of energy right so what are the aspects of this right ketu is looking at the ascendant sun and mercury combination is looking at rahu which rahu is also aspecting here rahu but ketu mainly ketu looking at the ascendant and this one its fulfillment what is the house itself the 11th house or 5th house in her case is fulfillment of desires within the marriage partnership as felt by the spouse so what does he feel he feels detached from the spouse yet obsessed with romance affairs and love detached from spouse ketu looking at the ascendant ketu looking at the house of spouse he strangely detached towards spouse and at the same time he wants love romance and to feel all those nice things so he goes out and has affairs how do you tell which one is right and wrong in this case it's easy to judge especially for women they are too judgmental about all this so you need to judge it's there in this chart what are you going to do with it telling me you're born at the wrong time come on detached from spouse just yet obsessed with romance affairs of love obsessed with speculative markets again because it's looking at the fifth house this fellow is obsessed with speculative gains stock market bitcoin trading platforms that kind of thing he may make sudden gains especially in the transits of sun and rahu whenever they make a transit over his fifth house he may make huge gains these kind of huge gains may not be sustainable though because they are not long term they are not steady okay so you got to be careful of too much of speculative gains for this gentleman now let's look at his last house the 12th house and what is his relationship to spirituality if at all any now the 12th house provides us a funny combination because first of all it's in virgo virgo is not very practical with spirituality right virgo is a practical earthy sign spirituality is leaving the earth so it's not very friendly for libra's ascendant generally he's libra ascendant or like libra ascendant mind you don't get confused he might not be a libra ascendant per se 
but he's got Libran like qualities. Now, Moon looks at this house from the sixth house, and the dispositor Mercury is sitting 12th place from itself. So, what does this provide us? Sudden changes in life may cause attraction towards spiritual life. Attraction. Remember, Rahu is sitting here in the fifth house and also looking at the ninth house. So, it gives a little eccentric tendency. So, when he loses money, he feels like now I need to renounce everything, leave everything and run to the forest or run to some spiritual ashram, find some guru. But you just lost some money. It doesn't mean it's spirituality. So, that may cause attraction towards spiritual life arising from depression, extreme mood swings. Twelfth place from itself leads to a lot of mood swings of this mercury. Okay, Loss of intellect. Loss of money, disillusionment of spousal expectations. Look at what we went through in the previous houses in this video. Okay, This gentleman's expectations of the spouse from her was not met at all. He was of one kind of personality and the wife is of a completely different kind of personality. So his expectations have been squashed. So do you blame him if he goes into depression and wants to run to an ashram? That may happen here. That's what this lady's spouse will see marriage with her as. The next one we shall take some more case studies. So just be with me here. We need to cover some more case studies to see some other kind of combinations and what that leads to. Okay? Meanwhile, take care and be safe.